Okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to Just a Girl from Cleveland, episode 34. I feel like every episode I come back on to share now, we are going through a a new major moment in the the history of our country and the world, really. And here we are once again. I've been I've been really sitting in my thoughts for the last few weeks here, just the only word I can really use to describe it is feeling heavy. Like it feels like there's just like a cloud over over everything and it's hard to focus on other things or feel like other things are important. Um, when we're going through what we're going through right now. Um, Anyone who knows me well really knows that social justice issues are, they're pretty important to me. So the rise of this literal civil rights movement that we're in right now has been very overwhelming, and I've really had a hard time um, focusing on on anything else, uh, which I tend to do in my life in general if I I got my mind set on one thing and I'm passionate about it, then um, literally nothing is, is stopping me from thinking about it and putting my every ounce of energy into it. Um, but something I you know, have been thinking about is that I personally, and, and probably anyone who listens to this, is a major consumer of black culture. Um, I, I love rap music. I'm obviously a big sports fan where I cheer for and support teams filled with mostly black men. Um, and if you listen to this and you are a fan of a sports team, then you too are a fan of black culture, um, which in a lot of ways has been shown throughout sports since, you know, black people were given the opportunity to participate in sports. Um, And I think it's important to note that we cannot pick and choose the parts of black culture that we want to support. Um, So if I'm putting a LeBron James jersey on and declaring myself as a fan of him and, you know, the Instagram videos he posts, I most certainly must also stand for everything that comes with supporting the black culture outside of the fun, exciting things that we love about black culture, and that means educating ourselves on racism in our country. Um, so obviously, sports is always kind of tied into to these social justice issues and conversations. Like I said, since black people were al- allowed to participate in sports, um, and we're, we're still seeing it happen today, uh, a couple different things I wanted to touch on that do tie into the sports world in terms of this movement, uh, starting with Drew Brees. So um, I'm sure most of you have seen it. Drew Brees was doing an interview with, I think it was Yahoo Finance, and he, he, he was asked the question, you know, how he f- would feel if players chose to kneel again during the national anthem this coming season. And where Drew Brees went wrong is his answer just talked about, well, this is how I feel about the flag. I feel that I have so much respect and so much pride when I look at the flag. I think of my ancestors who fought uh, for our freedoms um, and really only acknowledged how he feels when he looks at the flag. Now, don't get me wrong. 
that is that's wonderful if you look at the flag and feel that way that's great i mean i have in my personal family you know extended family many people who are currently in the military or previously have been uh, you know ancestors both grand both my grandpas fought in the war so you know and america has been great to me you know i've had so many great experiences in my life and so sure i look at the flag and i i do feel pride for where i'm from but that that argument completely discounts what someone else might feel when they look at the flag you had a lot of players bringing up the point that hey you know these black players also had ancestors who fought in different wars and they came back to america and they were not treated the same as their white counterparts who also fought in that exact same war when they look at the flag they might think about their ancestors who were slaves and were treated with disrespect uh, by white people for hundreds of years they might also look at the flag and think about i mean the civil rights movement was not that long ago where you know schools were were segregated and we were you know kind of moving out of that phase by law schools are still definitely segregated it's just not legal to have them segregated anymore but you know you had the first not that long ago the first black students being integrated into the white schools and they were spit on they were called horrible things and this was these are people today living it is people's parents it is their grandparents who are alive right now and they might look at the flag and not feel like this country has has done to them what other people feel like it is done for them and so i think that's where drew Be- drew Brees really missed the point was that it's not all about you and what your experiences are that is wonderful that he feels all of that kind of pride and that he is proud of all of the things that this country has done for for him but he has you know black teammates sitting there next to him who do not feel that same way and i think at this point if you're not seeing that um and acknowledging that that's an issue i mean four years ago when colin kaepernick decided to originally sit um during the national anthem then after talking to um nate boyer i think his name is um the man who was in the military and he said hey i think it would be a little bit more respectful if you decided to kneel and he said great he had always made it a point that nothing he was doing was about the military or you know a disrespect for those who fought in war it's never been about that it's never been about the actual flag it was about using a moment where a lot of people were watching and a lot of people were paying attention to talk about an issue that he was seeing in our country and wanted to raise awareness for. And I think for the first time this year during this movement, I'm seeing a lot of people acknowledge that, especially with how crazy these protests have gotten. They're saying, man, we probably should have listened to what he was saying four years ago or even years before that when the Black Lives Matter movement started and all of these years of nobody listening and they're saying, wow, We probably should have listened. Um, And I think what, like I said, what Drew Brees missed is that he was saying, I I hear what you're saying, but I'm not listening and I'm not acknowledging it. And I think it was insensitive in that way. And that was the issue. Um, His apology has been great. And his, you know, call to action to our president, I thought was really important, Um, especially as the quarterback and a leader of a team in a sport with 
predominantly black teammates. It his it is his job to um, be a leader in those moments and and listen to the, his what his teammates are saying. And I I do think he did that. I don't think Drew Brees is a bad person. I don't think anybody thinks he's a bad person. He you know has done a lot for the city of New Orleans, which is a you know a very poverty filled city, and he's done a ton of good things. And nobody is negating that, and everyone, of course, is very appreciative of that. But I think it was just insensitive. One, the timing, just that you're still saying that right now is it was tough. And I'm glad his teammates called him out. I'm glad he had conversations with him. It feels like he listened and understood why that was not the time for him to bring up the pride he feels when he sees the flag, you know, just completely discounting uh, his teammates' experiences and, and how they feel when they see the flag and how they feel um, about this this country in general. Um, so wanted to bring that up and give my thoughts on that. Uh, another thing is it actually kind of ties in to what I was talking about during the last dance and how Michael Jordan really made the choice during his career to not be outspoken about politics or you know social justice issues or, or really or really anything uh, of the sort and how a lot of people were praising him for that but I felt like it was much more brave of LeBron to have during every moment of the prime of his career has been very outspoken about you know his community and the black community and what is important to him and how I think that deserves more praise um for really the first time now we're, we're seeing Michael Jordan he's released a couple different statements he's donating I think it was maybe a hundred million dollars to um different organizations that are going to help in this movement and it's the first one of the first times I've really seen him be super outspoken about one of these issues and I think it's great a totally amazing uh it's it's frustrating because it's a little bit easier for him to do it now when it has a lot less effect on his career and his life and I I wish he would have said things earlier maybe in his career when it might have um been been more effective in some ways um but still definitely great that he's speaking out obviously lebron is still extremely outspoken on social media and just in general he's always bringing this cause to to everyone's attention so like always think it's great what he's doing um in general i don't know if you guys have been looking on social media but there are tons and tons of athletes at these protests across the country Uh, which is super great to see that they are actively getting out there um, and trying to make a difference. And I actually agreed with this clip from Colin Coward, shockingly. He was saying um, how athletes are uniquely positioned to talk about these issues because when you think about it, there are not many people like our professional athletes in, in this world who so uniquely grew up in poor, underprivileged, predominantly black cities and towns. Not all of them, but a lot of them come from that type of background and are now at the very top of society. Some of the wealthiest, you know, people out there, but are certainly not immune to what it means to be a black man in America. And also now they have this platform to talk about the experiences that they had in their childhood when they were 
a not a you know millionaire athlete they were just like every other kid in one of these underserved communities and now have the platform to speak about the things that they they heard and saw and experienced themselves um so i think when people don't want to hear from athletes it's a little silly because who better to hear from than someone who's experienced pretty much every the both extremes in society i think they're the most qualified uh to talk about what is happening in america and what they what they see in america uh so i know i don't usually love everything colin coward says says but i thought that was a a great point that they are uniquely qualified um to talk about that um other People in the media, such as Laura Ingraham, I think is her last name, uh, the shut up and dribble woman who, when LeBron decided he wanted to speak out on issues, said, stick to sports, you have no place giving your opinion on things you don't know anything about, yada, 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 shut up and dribble. Um, And then, you know, with everything with Drew Brees, this same woman all these years, maybe four years later, is is saying, hey, he's a human being. Drew Brees has an opinion. He's allowed to say what he wants. Like, no one can tell him not to speak his mind. Um, So just the contrast of that, you know, it's disheartening because... I think that kind of tells you it has more to do with her position and her issue um, rather than what she believes because why is Drew Brees allowed to speak his mind but LeBron James is not? Um, I think that that, that it, was, it was tough to watch the side-by-side clips, um, but some people just will never <laughs> cease to surprise you anymore. Uh, so I've spent the last two weeks and, you know, over the, the last, I would say, six years since I graduated high school and went to college and really became more aware of my privilege and how lucky I have been in my whole life for so many reasons, but one being the color of my skin. The color of my skin has never stopped me from doing anything. Um, And unfortunately, Black people in America can't say that. Um, every single one of them has countless stories. It, if you just, I mean, don't ask right now because things are a little, little crazy and they're probably emotionally very overwhelmed at the moment, but every single black person you meet will have countless stories to tell you about what they've experienced um, that was definitely less than fair due to the color of their skin. And I think... Um, I was not aware of that as a child. I kind of just thought racism was over and it didn't exist anymore because, you know, oh, we're counting you as one full person now instead of three-fifths of a person. Our schools are, by law, you know, desegregated, which, I mean, look in any city. Schools are still segregated. The, you know, wealthy white communities have all of the funding in the world and, and the poor black communities do not have those same resources um, to, you know, succeed in the same way as the more white, wealthy communities. So, yeah, you can say schools are desegregated, but nothing about that. It, there was no reconciliation for how to f- really fix the that issue. Um, and just just recognizing, I, I don't know, it, it, it's a tough experience and it's uncomfortable to recognize all of the things in your life um, that you didn't notice for so many years and you chose to 
you know, not not see it or pay attention to it. And then once you see it, it's so glaringly obvious to you and, and it hurts. You're like, how in America, in this country, is this going on? And I didn't even really know about it. So I've spent, you know, the last, like I said, six years and especially the last few weeks here trying to educate myself on racism, racism in America and what that means, what role I play in that, because everyone plays a role in it, regardless of whether you think you're racist or not. It's not about you having racist thoughts. It's just about you being a part of the system that has been set up for hundreds and hundreds of years to help and protect and push forward white people and our, our black communities are constantly at a disadvantage. Um, and it's hard to think about the role that you have played in that in this world. Um, there are obviously, if you are on social media, there are hundreds of resources out there of books you can read, of movies you can watch, documentaries, articles, literally everything is at our fingertips, which I think is wonderful because I have seen more people than ever before wanting to educate themselves on racism in America in general and really how each system, education, healthcare, the criminal justice system, how everything is is really affected by it. Um, a lot of these rules being put into place, you know, decades and decades ago and haven't changed and are still, still disproportionately affecting the black communities. Um, one movie that I want everyone to 100% go and watch is the movie 13th. It's on Netflix. It is one of the most thought-provoking pieces on the corruption within our criminal justice system that is disproportionately affecting black people and the history of the system and why things are the way they are. Um, it just, it's so eye-opening. The first time I watched it a few years ago, I just remember being so unsettled by it because you're like, how is this even allowed? <laughs> like, how is this happening? We're supposed to be the land of the free and it, it doesn't feel like that when you watch it. Um, so I think it's, it's really important to watch regardless of where you lie. Just sit, sit there, watch it with an open mind, um, and really listen to what they're telling you and showing you um, about how our our criminal justice system has changed over time and what it really is in place to do. So definitely recommend that one. Just Mercy was another great one I watched the other day. Definitely recommend that one. Um, It kind of focuses on a um, lawyer who's trying to help... uh, People who are on death row, who some of them did not commit the crime that they were being accused from and are, are on death row getting, you know, ready to die and can't even get their trial. Um, so that was really, really interesting, too, and um, makes you kind of question just a lot about our criminal justice system. So, yeah, those are two I'd recommend. Um, everything else, I mean, is on the Internet. You can find the resources out there. Lots of good stuff. I've ordered a couple books in the last couple weeks um, and have a whole list of movies I want to keep continuing to watch because I don't think you can ever stop learning about this. Um, I mean, it is, like I said, it's a system we're all born into and it. the best quote I heard is if there were zero racist people on the planet, 
our system would still disproportionately and negatively affect the black communities just the way it's in place. If there was not a single person that had a racist bone in our country, it wouldn't matter. It would still be hurting our black communities. Um, So I think there's never enough learning that we can do. I've definitely, um, I've been for sure told in my life in the last few years that I'm like, too passionate or too, you know, dramatic about this, this topic, but, um, it's important and these are human lives that we're talking about. So I'm never going to apologize for being emotional or passionate about, um, injustices that are being done to human beings. So just adding that in too, but, um, don't really want to get into any other specific sports topics today because it just feels a little bit trivial at the moment with everything that is going on. Obviously, you know, like I said, still tied sports into it. Drew Brees, I mean, you have so countless athletes speaking out um, about their take on all of this. So it is so ingrained in sports, but um, don't want to get into anything specific sports related because, like I said, small and trivial at the moment. Um, so, yeah, go watch those two movies. Um, that's all I have for you guys this week. Um, and I will catch you on the next one. <laughs>